Boker Tov. Today is Yom HaZikaron 5781. And uh, we, you know, we did last year. Last year for Yom HaTzma'ut week, we did, we did a series on, on beautiful pieces of Tanakh mm-hmm. that were prophecies about the return to Israel. Unfortunately, this year, we laid it on Parshat Tazriyah Mitzorah, <laughs> which means there was nothing else we could do. We're completely, we're locked. We're, uh, you know. Big time. But, but the, the beauty of the way the holidays in Yahadut are structured, or in Israel are structured, is that Yom mode begins tonight. Mm-hmm. So we take the Yom Zikaron, the day of sadness, but then we explain its meaning by putting it next to Yom Ma'ut. Meaning all of the, the remembrance of the fallen soldiers was for the sake of our independence. You know what, there are some things that are more important than life. By giving it that higher meaning, you know, it, give, it makes us understand a little bit all the, the difficulty and the sadness, what, what it was for. Okay, so yesterday we, were, we did chapter 12. Yes. It was a short chapter. Yeah. Uh, so we thought we accomplished a lot, and then we looked back and we saw it was only eight psukim. And the chapter was about the woman who gives birth, the woman who gives birth and her, uh, the way she comes back into the, the way she, she gets, quote-unquote, atonement to, to purify herself to come back into the kahal. There was a situation with the boy. There was a, a situation with the girl. She brings an Ola offering and a Khatat offering which we said are, are confusing enough. But we did make the general point that uh, the whole, the, one of the things, one of the most fundamental ideas behind Tum'ah is that death causes Tum'ah. So the way I was, thinking, I was reading more about in Jonathan, if anybody wants, it reads Jonathan Sachs, his, his book on his essays on the Torah, for Tazria had the most fascinating deep essays. I was reading them last night. So, um, highly recommended. But he was talking a little bit about that idea that, that things that have death cause uh, Tum'ah and things that remind us of death cause Tum'ah. And that's why childbirth and the death at the end of life, both of these things remind us of our mortality. Both of them cause Tum'ah. Now, how does it fit into our overarching idea of, of what Tum'ah and Tara is? It's that Borei Olam created the world and he instilled life in his creatures. So when we want to come to the sanctuary, we, we show God, in a way, the, the, the fact that he instilled life in everything by not bringing anything that reminds us of death into the Mishkan. Okay? So God is, the, God is the instiller of life. So when we approach him and try to get closer to him, we show that we see that distinction between life and death before approaching, okay? Wow. Now we go to, this is what I was trying to avoid, we go to the tzara'at. No, I'm kidding, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to avoid it. Um, but, but we go to the tzara'at, and our parasha is going to talk about the different symptoms of tzara'at and how the kohen knows if a tzara'at is uh, actually tamit and the person has to leave the camp or... If it's not, and the person is obviously, if it's just, if it's nothing, and the person can remain, there, there are three situations. There's one that the coin looks at the the blemish and he says, no, this is just a wound. This is nothing. You can stay put. 
The other is when the Kohen is unsure. Then you have a quarantine situation where you have to wait and see if it spreads or not. And if it spreads, it's sarat, let's say, and it goes out. And if it doesn't spread, then, then it's not sarat. And the final situation is if it's sarat immediately and the person has to leave immediately. Okay? So let's start from Pasuk 1 of chapter 13. More God spoke to Moshe and Aaron saying, by the way, why is Aaron included here? Because he's the one uh, who has to... Because the Kohen is the one who designates, yes. who determines, and who makes a judgment even, of if even, something Even a Kohen is. which is 13 years old can... Yeah, I mean, you, you know much more than I do. <laughs> <Not than this. laughs> okay. Adam ve'or besaro Let's say there was a man who had on the flesh of his skin, he had a se'et, a sapachat, or a vaherit. And it was on the skin to a, and it became on the skin a, a blemish of tzara'at. And he is brought, or the matter is brought, to Aaron the Kohen, or to one of his sons, the Kohanim. Okay, so what are the types of, of tzara'at that we're talking about? It seems like there are three. There is se'et, there is sapachat, and there is vaherit. So translated literally, se'et would be something like a rising, maybe like a, maybe like a growth. Then sapachat would be something like a scab. And then a vaherit would be something like a bright spot. This is if you look at the etymology of the word, what, what translations it would yield, okay? It would be like a, a, a growth a scab or a bright spot. Those are the three types. Now, according to Tarasha Balpeh, it's actually not that simple. According to Chazal, there are really just two types of tzara'at. There is se'et and there is vaheret. Okay? So, so there are two be, types. So now, what is sabachat? What is sapachat? Sapachat is every... For the two types of tzara'at, there is a darker form that's called sapachat. So, for example, you could have se'et, but if it's a dark se'et, it has a different name. It's called sapachat of se'et. And now, if it's vaheret, it's vaheret. But if it's a dark vaheret, then it's not called vaheret anymore. It's called the sapachat of vaheret. Now, basically, the way these distinctions were made is by the color of the whiteness of, yes. of the, the blemish. Correct. Okay? Based on the whiteness of the blemish, this is a, a field of expertise that we have no knowledge of at all anymore. Whatsoever. But the Kohen would determine which one of the four types of tzara'at the person is suffering from. And the reason it's relevant is because as the Torah will continue to, to explain to us, the different types of tzara'at manifest themselves in different ways. So for example, one of the types of tzara'at spreads a lot faster than the other. Okay, I, I don't remember if it's sa'it or bahirit, but one of them spreads faster than the other. Okay? One of them tends to become very intense in one location. Yes. Okay? So they have different uh, uh, characteristics, these two types of these two types of tzara'at, and that's the over that's the general way the Chachamim understood it. So if you want to go the Chachamim way, you're talking two types of tzara'at and distinguish the, the distinctions are based on how white they are. And Really, two two types that are four you have, uh, and they're dependent on how white they are. But if you want to go with the peshat, you're going to come out with something like there's a a growth, a scab, and a bright spot, and all of these things are completely different. Okay, 
But anyways, it's brought to the Kohen or, from, or to one of his sons, the Kohanim. The Kohen looks at the blemish on the flesh of the skin. And the hair on the blemish has turned white. Or the, the blemish looks deeper than the skin. Then for sure it is a tsara'at blemish. And the Kohen would look at it. And he says, this is Tameh. Okay? So it has to be, it has to be a, a blemish, and it has to be, I think it's either or, no? I don't, I don't know what it says, but if it's either, it's very, very deep, or the hair turned white. If you have yes, one of those two things, exactly. I think then it automatically becomes yes, Sarat. Okay. Yes. Now what is the idea behind Sarat? Why, why, what is, what is... It's a punishment. Right, 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 right. Okay, good. So Chazal say that there are a number of sins for which a person yes. gets sara'at. Most of the sins are for social yes. things, are for yes. not being able to live well with other people, you know, to the extent that one opinion says it's for murder. Wow. Even for murder, a person can get sara'at. So a person could get sara'at for many things, okay? But what do the Chachamim, not, not, what, not, not what, I'm not looking for what Chazal say. What is, this, what is the symbolism of the whiteness? What does the whiteness represent? The white. So white skin and white hair, they're representing the death. They represent partial death of the person. Chachamim say this in other places, like a mitzvah is considered like dead. Where do they say this? They say this by Paro, by, the king, by Paro, when it says, uh, and Moshe was in Midian, and the king Paro died. Right? And then uh, the Chazal say, it doesn't necessarily mean he died, it means he may have become... A mitzorah. He may have become filled with tzara'at. Okay, so Chachamim do say that tzara'at is a type of death. Okay, but even without Chazal, you could see it in the color. The color is white. That's the color of Somebody a person. Passes away, Somebody passes away. Somebody passes away. Right? That's the same way with the person who's embarrassed. They turn white wow. or red and then they turn white. Wow. So it's like the blood is, flush, is, is getting flushed. And the embarrassment wow. is like killing. Okay? Wow. But anyways... Um, Why connection? These connections drive me crazy. Right, but, but anyways... Because it represents death, it falls into our general theme. That anything that reminds us of mortality, you cannot bring it, you into, cannot the bring it into the Mikdash. Because Borei Olam, who, it is his world that emanates from the Mishkan, Borei Olam is the one who instilled life. You know, death is part of something we want to keep away from that, from that Kiddushah. Okay. Now, Pasuk 4, But if it's a Baheret and it's white, on his skin. And it's not deep. It's not deeper than the skin. And the se'ar, the hair, had not turned white. The Kohen will then put the guy or the blemish. I mean, it's on, it's on the guy. So you could put the guy in, in quarantine for one week. Okay? He puts the blemish in quarantine for one week to see what to do. Because... There is a blemish there. To see if it grows, if it becomes yeah, exactly. bigger. Or there there is a blemish there, but it's movement. not so deep and the hair isn't white yet. Okay? So if it turns white or if it becomes very deep, then he knows that it's sarat. Now if he sees him on the seventh day and he sees that it's remained in its appearance, or it did not spread on the skin, he puts him in quarantine for another seven days to see. And then he looks on the second set of seven days, meaning on the 14th day, and he sees, behold, it has become 
less color, less white, and it is not spread on the skin. The Kohen can make him tahor. It is a mispachat. It is just a, a blemish. It is nothing. Okay. By the way, there's a difference between the words sapachat and mispachat. Sapachat is a type is a is a darker type of of tzara'at. Mispachat is just a little blemish. It's a meaningless thing that is not tzara'at. Okay. So the person has to wash his clothes and he becomes tahor. Typically, Chachamim understood wash your clothes as go to the mikveh, including your clothes, meaning your clothes are also tameh. But uh, in this case, the person is tahor, and he has to go to the mikveh anyways. I don't know why he has to go to the mikveh anyways. Maybe because there was a blemish there. Nonetheless, so you just go to the mikveh to come back into society. In any case, they have to go to the mikveh. In any case, even when they're quarantined, just because, once just they're quarantined. Because, they because there was an isolation right, involved. Exactly. Once, once they were quarantined. To come, back, to come back to the people, they have to. Yeah, yeah. That seems okay. to be what happens. To come back, they need to, do, they need to go to the mikveh. Even if the verdict was that he was never tameh. Yeah. Okay. But if it spreads, this mispachat on the skin. Now, if after he quits him, meaning after he lets him out of quarantine, it spreads again. Uh, after he went to the Kohen to become pure, and then he has to go back to the Kohen. Then if the Kohen sees, even after the, he sent the guy back home, that the thing all of a sudden started spreading again, then, again he, has then to, he has to go, he goes back to the Kohen, he, the Kohen is going to make him, sara, make him a mitzvah, and that's the verdict. So basically the law there is basically telling us there is no statute of limitations. It's not like in a court, in because American yeah. court, if once you're acquitted for one crime, they can't drag you back into the courthouse. But to, here you can. Here you can. You could be dragged back into the, in front of the Kohen. Because it's, it's, this is a spiritual disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's how you are going to be... Right. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And the, the, the insistence on the person to constantly be wary of the sins that would bring to tzara'at are there no matter what. Okay. Pasuk 9. Now, if a person has a blemish of tzara'at and he... It, and he is brought to the Kohen. Right, practically, practically, we just want to read. You cannot run away from Hashem. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You can't run away from Hashem. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's actually one of the, the deeper ideas I was reading about Sarat. It's that, it's that um, the fact that it goes on the person's flesh. One, so it's not, not, there was an idea, we'll look in, in a couple of Sukim, there's an idea that if the, Sarat covers the whole flesh. Yes. Oof. Then all of a sudden, it's not considered sarat anymore. If it covers the whole flesh, that the whole flesh is white, then it's not sarat anymore. I think I think I read somewhere that one of the reasons may be because it is already so embarrassing so, for the, the person the, 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 that he can't hide it. Yes, that yes, you, don't that wanna, his, you don't want to embarrass him. To his that his punishment is already being already done. Yeah, it's already done. Right. So wow. Talking about not being able to run away. Wow. If the sarat is everywhere, then you can't even hide it. You know. Okay. Now let's say there's a blemish of Sarat and he, it, it's on a man and he is brought to the Kohen. Now he sees that there is a Se'et. Now remember last time we said there was a Baheret, right? Yes. For the Baheret, you have the whole seven days and seven days quarantine situation. You wait to see if it spreads. If it doesn't spread, you let him go. If it spreads, you call him Now for the Se'et, there is a... And that was characteristic of Baheret because apparently Baheret is doesn't spread that fast. Baheret is a very slow, slow. developing type of sarat. Okay? 
But for Se'et, it's a very fast type strong, of developing yeah. Tzara'at. So that would be the main difference between them if you look at the Peshat of the text. Okay? Now he, the coin looks at him and he sees that there is a Se'et of white on his skin. And the hair has turned white. And there is some healthy flesh in the middle. So the way I always understand, I don't know if I'm right in understanding it like this. If it's, if it's in the center, if it's... If it's healthy skin. It's still... It, it, that makes it sarat. So the way oh, I understand, that makes it yeah, that's the way I understand. Let's see like if there is a black hair in there or a different color. Uh, hair. I don't know the details. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm struggling enough preparing for this parasha, but um, so now let's say there's a seet uh, in the skin. Okay, it says yes. that if there the the hair is white, the hair always has to be white. Sure. Okay, that's always automatic tummy. Uh, okay. And um, by the way, we have to confirm if it's, it's either white, meaning if it's white but it doesn't have the other one. Is it still Tameh or does it have to be both for it to be Tameh? I'm not sure. Do you know if it's one or the other? Or? I'm not sure. We have to look, at, we'll look that up. Also, there's a question that, here. If somebody's old and he has white hair, what happens there? I mean, the, the white hair... I think there's an emptiness. No, of, no, the white an hair. Emptiness and then there is a white hair. The white hair is in the... Con oh, you're saying, let's say a person is old. Yes. And gets sara'at and his hair is already white from the beginning anyways. Yeah, so how, you know, but I think how that the know? way... How would you It's probably said, a different... There is, yeah, there is also, I think there is a... They could probably tell. The, 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 there is a... Uh, that skin becomes hairless. And in the middle, there's... You know, you know what's interesting? You know what I'm thinking of right now? Many they, their life expectancy was so short that most people didn't oh, get to an age so that they had white hair. That they had white hair all over their body. Wow, you know? wow, you're right. At that time, they, that's what I'm thinking. Wow. It wasn't it wasn't as relevant a factor back then. Wow. Average age is 40. Maximum somebody lives to 65. People don't have full white hair. You're right. You know, you would be able to tell the difference between pure sheet white and and the white of a 60 year old man's arm. You know. Perhaps. Anyways, uh, where are we? So let, let's go back because we, we paused and then we, I lost track of my train of thought. Okay. So let's say he finds a person, the person finds sara'at of a se'et. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the hair is white and there is a piece of healthy flesh in the middle. In, the middle. in that case, Pasuk 11, sara'at nusheneti be'or besara'at, that is a sara'at that is old. Automatically. It is automatic. The Kohen puts him in quarantine. Immediately. I mean, he makes him Tameh. He doesn't even, have to, doesn't even have to put him in quarantine because you know he knows that there's no is. question. That's it. That's it. Okay? And that's the difference it's between the difference between Se'et and Baheret. Baheret is slow, so we have this whole quarantine thing. Se'et happens a lot faster, so there's typically no quarantine. But now, what does it mean that there's healthy skin in the middle of the blemish? Why is it that if there's healthy skin in the middle of the blemish, then you know that it's Sara'at? Automatically. So I'm thinking like this. If let's say I show you that there is a, that this is the blemish on the person's skin. Yeah. And then over here there you have healthy skin. healthy skin. So how could it be that the blemish is perfectly around the... And, and not, in, yeah, not in the center. How could it be that it's not in the center? It means that probably the blemish has gone so low that it's gone very deep into the skin where the top layer of skin is, doesn't even show so it. Oh. Which means that it's a very deep. Center. It's already. It's already. Uh, yeah, I think that oh, may be what it means. Oh, very interesting. It's like under it. Under right? it. Right. So if it's under it, it means it's gone so deep that it's, it's a very, already, very deep. It's center. already. Come on. Right. Exactly. Done. Wow. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing, but that could be what it means. 
Alright, Pasuk 12, Now let's say the, the Tzarat spreads and it covers the whole skin. From his head to his feet, to the whole appearance that the Kohen can see. And when he sees, the Kohen sees that the blemish covers the whole skin, then he can say it is Tahor. It has all become white, so it is Tahor. But the second there is on some normal skin, then he's tummy again. Because if he's whole, if his whole thing is white, the same concept, right? If the whole thing is no, not even because if the whole thing is white, then you know that he is definitely that he is that he is tahor. Yes. Now the second you have a little bit of fresh skin, then de facto he's not all white. So now it's a normal sarat. So now he has to become tummy for it. Right? You, could all, you could say it's the same reasoning that no, it just means that now we know that it's gone even deeper. Yes. If he's all white, that means it's very shallow. Yes. If it but goes, if it goes deeper and then you start to, to see some clean skin, then, then that means that's yeah, you may be able to say it like that. I'm not sure if that's even a valid interpretation, wow. but we can, we can try it. Okay. The second you see some fresh skin, he becomes tamay. He sees a fresh skin and he makes him tamay. That, that fresh skin is tamay, it is tsara'at. But if it goes back to white, this person can, you can drive him nuts. Okay? Yes, because he go back and forth. Right now, the skin goes back from being fresh, it goes to white. Now, if it's white, then his whole body is covered again. So, if his whole body is covered again, then he's tower. You know? I think this was on purpose. Hashem was doing it that that person he has to understand that he has to stop doing what he's doing that is creating this. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm really I not think sure. There is, even today, there is still this. Right. Some people you see sometimes they have white skin. I've seen it. I've seen it before, but it's hard to. It must have been such a common thing back then. It must have been a very common thing in the desert. If they sometimes had, you see, they have oh, so much of the problems, Torah. and they go to the doctor and they cannot fix it. You know, like look, we have a lot of problems in. Um, I don't know, in modern society too, but the Torah doesn't address all of them because the Torah addresses problems which are more relevant. To Bnei Israel, so there must have been a lot of people who were getting sarat. Wow. Must have been a very, very common ailment. Anyways, Baruch Adonai Lilam. Amen. 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 <laughs>